This is episode 119, featuring a behind-the-scenes coaching call about training and setting goals as a master's runner. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Strength Running Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Fitzgerald, and I hope all of my U.S. listeners had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We're rapidly closing out 2019, and at the end of every year, I like to reflect on what we were able to accomplish together in the strength running community. Be on the lookout for an episode coming out in the next few weeks, all about your accomplishments, updates from Strength Running HQ, and a look into 2020 to see what's coming up for you. I have a lot of exciting things planned from new training programs, live events, more ways for you to get involved, new resources, and a lot more. To say I'm stoked is an understatement. I'm thrilled for what's to come. But until then, I wanna help you round out the year on a positive note and kickstart 2020 to be one of your most productive years yet for your running. Today I'm featuring a coaching call that I had with a runner named Dina about training and goal setting as a master's athlete. She's about to turn 41, she's running really well, but she wants to make sure that she continues to do so as a master's runner. And there's no doubt that when you start getting older, running starts getting a little bit harder. Recovery is slower, adaptation takes longer, injury risks are higher, And we all experience declines in reaction time, muscle mass, VO2 max, and so many other factors that affect our running. But that doesn't mean we give up. That doesn't mean that we hang up the racers and leave running to the kids. No, we will not go gently into that good night. We must continue to test ourselves and our limits to push forward, reaching for new heights and experiences, because if we don't, then we're settling for the ordinary. In this conversation with Dina, we're talking about the training updates that Masters runners can make to stall the aging process, continue to improve, and reduce their injury risk. We also discuss goal setting and how Dina can continue to make things interesting as she runs far into her 40s. Without further delay, please welcome Dina to the Strength Running Podcast. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks thanks so much for being my guinea pig for this new podcast segment. <laughs> no problem. My pleasure. It's so exciting to talk to you after all the several years, I guess, we've been working together. I know. Well, it, yeah, it's great for me, too. And uh, I always like putting a, a voice to the name. Right. And uh, hopefully we can get you to a point where you have some good goals as a master's athlete. Yeah, that would be awesome. So what we're talking about today is basically goal setting for master's athletes. So I'm going to ask you a question that I'm not supposed to. Dina, how old are you? I am currently 40. I'll be turning 41 next month. Okay. So you are relatively new to the master's level of running. Do you have a concern or a question or are you already experiencing that, you know, inevitable slowdown that comes with age? Um, so I, I wouldn't say that I'm experiencing it yet. Um, but I know that it's coming. Um, I feel like, you know, it could be, so I, I ran a new marathon PR this past May and that could be my lifetime PR. I just don't, I don't know yet, you know? Um, but I, I've been, you know, the past, uh, few years I've just, I've been able to, to continue to improve my marathon times. And I just feel like I know, you know, at some point in the not 
terribly distant future, I will just reach the point physiologically where I can't get faster anymore. And so I'm wondering sort of how to navigate that and how to, how to set goals once setting new PRs isn't the goal anymore. Yeah, it's certainly kind of a tricky situation to find yourself in when for most of your running career, you have been chasing finish times and improvement and personal bests. And now all of a sudden, that's not really possible anymore. So it, it is kind of a challenging time to be a runner when you start reaching that age where, you know, if all of your personal bests were during your younger years, you're probably not going to improve anymore once you start, you know, getting into your master's years. Um, now, I understand that you're a marathoner and you really love the marathon distance. Do you ever race any other distances? Uh, half marathons, but I'm preparing for a marathon. Yeah, but that's that's been about it. I haven't run. I haven't raced anything shorter than a half marathon um, in at least a decade, I wouldn't say. Now, is that because you simply don't enjoy the shorter races or is there another reason? Um, at the moment, it's mainly because, you know, I'm sort of, I'm kind of always on a marathon training cycle. So I, um, haven't been integrating shorter races during the year like that. Um, I, I've never really, I ran cross country in college. I never, the 5k distance has just never been, never suited me. <laughs> Um, and so I haven't run, I haven't run a 5k in a really long time. Um, I ran a few 10ks, you know, in my life and I enjoyed that more, but, um, but yeah, I haven't, haven't done it recently. Okay. So I think the obvious answer to one of your questions is, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of what new goals can you think about, you could also mm -hmm. set new goals for shorter race distances. Now, mm -hmm. I know that that's not your passion. You love the marathon. Yeah. You like training for the marathon. But, you know, I think as we get older, it is helpful to vary the race distance that we're training for because then yeah. we're doing different workouts and, you know, we're modulating our training in different ways and that helps us to become a better runner mm -hmm. over time. And so that that's a good way for you to continue to set goals. And considering the fact that you haven't run too many shorter races in about a decade or so, I think mm -hmm. there's a lot of opportunity for you to set some exciting goals and set new personal bests. And mm -hmm. th that's a that's a really exciting time for you because you haven't been at that distance for a long time. Yeah, yeah, well, that's a good point. And then, of course, there's the training side of things. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I think as you get older, you know, especially when you're more like 45 to 50, I think is when things really start slowing down for folks, uh, mm -hmm. then the, t the training that you're doing becomes much more important. So focusing on injury prevention is even more critical as an older runner because it's not only easier to get hurt, but it's much more difficult to then recover from that injury. So simply preventing those injuries from occurring in the first place and placing a real emphasis on healthy, pain-free running is, is really critical for your longevity in the sport of running. So I know that's not necessarily a, a racing goal, but it's, it's almost like a training goal that you can always keep in the back of your mind because that will then enable you to chase after any kind of race goal that you might have. Right. That makes complete sense. Now, are you doing any kind of strength training? What does that look like for you? Um, so I've, I've been uh, working with your training plans for the past few years. So I've definitely been doing my dynamic warm-ups before every run and then doing like the IT rehab routine um, and core routine 
those kind of things. I haven't been doing, so I've just been doing basically body weight stuff. I haven't been doing any weights. Okay. Well, that will take you far. Body mm-hmm. weight strength work will take you pretty far. And that's especially true if you're more of a an endurance distance runner. So if you're focusing mm-hmm. on the marathon, then, you know, the body weight work is, is I think, really, really important, um, particularly for stability reasons. So when you start to get tired at the end of a race, you know, the all that core work and basic general body weight strength work really helps you hold it together so that your form doesn't fall apart. You get into these bad movement habits and then that it it really predisposes you for an injury. So that's great. One thing I'll recommend is, you know, not, not today, not necessarily next week, but you know, sometime soon you should probably start thinking about doing some more traditional weightlifting. I think that's, that's really important for masters runners, uh, not just for the injury prevention reasons, but also to stave off muscle loss. You know, you're going to start losing muscle mass as you get older. And of course you don't need to be bulky and nor would you want to, but you know, the weightlifting that you're doing is going to help preserve that muscle mass and really help with body composition, longevity in your running career. And the side benefit is that it will actually help your running too. You know, you'll be able to, um, put more force into the ground, which makes you faster. You'll improve your running economy and efficiency. So there's a lot of great benefits to weightlifting for runners, not just the injury prevention reasons. Right. Now I just need to make my days longer so I can fit it all in. Yes. If, if you could give all of us an extra two hours, just make it a 26 hour day. That would just be fantastic. Now, what about other races in terms of not necessarily other distances, but just other types of races? So for example, have you ever done a trail marathon? I've never done a trail marathon. Have you ever done a trail race? Uh, no. Ooh, there, there's an exciting opportunity for you because, you know, the thing with trail races is that the times don't necessarily mean as much. If you run right. a certified marathon course and, and you run five different certified marathon courses, you can compare those times. But if you mm-hmm. run trail races, it's almost impossible to compare those times, which means that every race is its unique own very individual thing. And and I think that's exciting. I think that every time you line up for a trail race, you never quite know what you might be getting. You never know what the terrain is like. And that's a whole new adventure. So mm-hmm. if you are interested in those types of different races, uh, whether that's trail races, maybe even an obstacle course race, if you wanted mm-hmm. to combine some of your new strength training habits with, with running, I think that's also an exciting goal that you might want to chase after. But mm-hmm. again, it really depends on what you're interested in. Yep. I mean, that, I think that's where I, that's where I struggle. Although I do think trail running, trail racing actually might fit the bill. I mean, what I love to do is run. <laughs> So that's, you know, um, I, I have to say obstacle course races don't, don't appeal to me for that reason. I feel like what I like to do when I'm racing is just get in the zone and, you know, keep going forwards. I feel like obstacles would just, uh, that, 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 yeah, that, it just would throw me off. I feel like. That's a great thing that those obstacles do is they throow you off your pace. Those races are, are kind of like glorified fartlek workouts where right. you know the recovery interval is an obstacle instead of actual recovery. Yeah. But I do think the idea of the trail race appeals to me in terms of taking kind of taking away that time component and just competing, like just trying to do your best and competing against the other athletes who show up on that day. Um, because that's something I found very motivating in the, you know, road races that I've done is just you know, I mean, 
focusing on my own time, but also my place in terms of like my position within my age group or within women overall in the race. So um, I do think, yeah, trail, maybe doing trail races where time is even less of a consideration would be would be appealing. Right. And it can be uh, a, a softer blow to your ego when you do start slowing down because you're not focusing on time so much. You're focusing on just giving it a good effort and, you know, your relative performance based on, you know, who you're running against, who you're competing against. So there, mm-hmm. there's less of that comparison trap that sometimes mm-hmm. we fall into, you know, with, oh, this marathon was 10 seconds slower than my one, you know, before it. And, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have to worry about that in trail races. We can just go and have a great time and get a good performance out of ourselves. And at the end of the day, you know, we can be really proud of that. Right. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. But you know, Dina, I'm actually very encouraged that, you know, you're pushing 41, but you just set a marathon PR just a couple months ago. So even though that you're kind of looking across the horizon and you see your future, you see yourself slowing down, it's not here yet. You're still getting faster and running times that are faster than anything you've done before. So I, I think you're in a phenomenal position right now. You should be feeling good about that. And I don't think you should give up on chasing personal bests. Um, mm-hmm. anytime soon because you know you're you're almost 41 but you're still running them which I think is just great yep. well that's all that's all thanks to you I've just been uh, doing what you've told me to do and it's had an amazing impact on my running I have to say oh that's so great to hear and and one of the things that I'll say is I, I think can be even more impactful on your racing is if you did get out of your comfort zone a little bit and trained for a shorter race, like a 5k Mm -hmm. or a 10k, I know you don't love them, but you know, the additional speed and the power that you'll gain from those kinds of races and the training that they warrant is going Mm -hmm. to help you in the half marathon and the marathon distance. So, you know, if, if you're 42, 43, and you find that you're not running any more fast marathons, you know, you might take six months and really dedicate it to the 5k, then go back to the marathon and you find that, hey, now I have all these extra physical tools that will now allow me to run a faster marathon. Right. Well, that'd be a good motivation to to suffer through a few 5ks, I guess. Right. And, and I, and I get it. The 5k was a distance that I was never really able to personally master. I think it was one of my worst distances for me personally, but it's one of those things where we have to work on our weaknesses. And if we're not good at a certain race distance, I think we should practice it a little bit more. Yep. That's definitely true. Well, Dina, you're in a good spot. I think, uh, you know, even though you're a little bit worried about that inevitable slowdown that happens with age and, you know, you've been a master's runner for, you know, about a year now, I I think you're going in a great direction, you're still improving. And you also have opportunities both in your training and the types of races that you could target, so that you still have exciting goals, and you still have more opportunity to still run fast. Yep. no, that that this has been really helpful. Actually, I really feel like now I have a much better vision of, you know, how I can keep the sport of running exciting to me for the next five or 10 years as I kind of, you know, go from being 40-ish to being 50-ish. So. Well, great. I'm, I'm excited that just 10 minutes was pretty helpful for you. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. No, this was fun. And, and I do hope that you kind of got a little bit of perspective and some new ideas that, that you could yeah. put uh, incorporate into your training and do that either now or, or years from now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think I, I do. I, ha- I do like the idea of doing some trail races. I think that's, that is a great idea. And yeah, I, I can see myself doing a 10k. I, 
<laughs> still the idea of going back and running a 5k it's like oh sounds by the like way it hurt <laughs> i think it's hilarious that you're running all these consistent marathons but you're you, you almost seem daunted by the 5k distance i know yeah. it's short and fast but you're a marathoner you're going to be able to to handle it no i know problem. I, I know i could do it <laughs> It's it's not fun. It's it's like um, getting a first degree burn compared to a sunburn of that you get during a marathon. Just it's just like the the intensity of the suffering is like. But I should probably try. I mean, I haven't done it in so long. Also, that maybe now maybe you, you know, find now, out that you love it. Maybe I maybe I will like it now. It's true. It's true. Know. My tastes have changed in other areas of my life since I was twenty. So <laughs> I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dina. Well, I hope this was helpful. And, yeah, it was. Um, it was fun. I'm, I'm just glad to hear that you're still running well and, and doing so well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm actually, I'm going to, I'm racing a half on Sunday. So nice. we'll see. We'll see. How, see, that'll be my last race as a 40 year old. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> oh boy. Big, big race. Yeah. All right. Well, have fun. And yes, uh, I, I hope will. it goes really well for you. Yeah. I look forward to hearing the podcast. All right. Thank you. All right. Yep. Take care. Thank you for subscribing and listening to this episode of the Strength Running Podcast. If you're an older runner, or hell, if you're young but wise enough to recognize that you're going to be old at some point too, then I hope you found this conversation helpful as you plan your training. Now, you'll notice that I spent a fair amount of time encouraging Dina to train for shorter races and to lift weights. Both of these goals are similar and that they're both strength and power oriented, precisely the skills that we must work harder to preserve as we get older. In fact, you can see a big case study on a runner named David at strengthrunning.com David, who at age 73 recovered from a major injury and qualified for the Boston Marathon by focusing on his strength and power. If I could have every runner over the age of 40 practice two simple things, it would be speed work and weightlifting. Not just for the strength and the speed, but just as much for the hormonal benefits of both. These activities provide a big hit of testosterone and growth hormone, helping spur adaptations, muscle growth, and recovery. Exactly what older runners need. I encourage you to visit our website at strengthrunning.com strength and learn more about the incredible benefits of weightlifting for runners, particularly older runners. You can get some example exercises and other case studies and see how your running can be transformed with a focus on strength and power. That's strengthrunning.com strength to get started. And of course, our email courses are always free. Thanks for listening. Thanks for taking action with your running. And we'll be in touch very soon.